Thank you so much for joining The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, the author of The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. I hope you will go on Amazon and purchase the book or download it on Audible and listen to the book so you can get some more insight as to why I decided to start this podcast show a few years ago and continue the conversation. You're going to hear from professionals. You're going to hear from people with lived experience, those that struggle with anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation. Uh, You're going to listen to people that have recovered. Uh, You're going to hear resources about how you can navigate through this broken road to mental health and life in a business. And you will certainly be hearing me talk about the importance of having this discussion in business today. That is what I speak about at conferences, and I hope that you will take it seriously. We need to speak more about mental health in the workplace. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please be sure to tell somebody you know that might be struggling to subscribe, to listen, to watch and share it with others. You are not alone on this broken road to mental health. Hello, and thank you for joining me on this podcast show, The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. And I am just back from a three-day speaking in different counties here in Tampa Bay about burnout to balance. And uh, what an honor it was to have these conversations and and speak to people who are not in say recovery or just people in business you know people in the workplace and having an opportunity to share my own experience on the broken road and how it affects us all in in business in the workplace and you know i couldn't help throughout this series to reference one of my absolute favorites, Dr. Gabor Mate, about trauma. Because no matter what we call burnout today or stress or, you know, you can fill in the blanks. Trauma is not what people sometimes think it is. And believe you me, when I tell you, this is all new, new in the last three years to me. And somebody uh, like myself who has been in recovery and working on herself for 20 plus years as a sober woman, uh, post-depression and suicide attempts, I I thought I had done all the work needed to do in this, you know, self journey and and seeking new spiritual ways of of getting help and evolving. But it wasn't until I heard Dr. Gabor Mate on a podcast called Lost Connections, which I highly recommend. Uh, It's not as regular as, say, this show probably because the company produces a lot of shows. And when they interviewed Dr. Gabor Mate and talked about trauma and and what it meant, I was floored. I have listened to that episode and gone down so many rabbit holes of this physician because I couldn't believe how so many things that he was saying were so true and also so unknown in my own world. So, because he talks about addiction, he talks about depression, he talks about trauma. 
and trauma, like many people have thought, and as I thought, was, you know, something big, right? Like you, you survived a school shooting or you were sexually abused or you had a traumatic brain injury. I never really put a lot of emphasis just on that word until he described what it is and what it is. If you didn't know, and you have not heard of this wonderful doctor, trauma is not what happens to us. It's what happens inside of us. Trauma is not what happens to us. It's what happens inside of us. I probably said that to myself 95 times. The first time I started listening to him because I really didn't understand how impactful that was going to be in my life today. So when I wrote my book that I reference often on this show, it's the name of the podcast, it's the name of the book. So obviously I'm going to talk about it, uh, writing that book and reliving all of the trauma that I had endured. And dare I say, I did endure a lot of it blacking out, moving to Detroit, Michigan, being away from my family at such a young age. I was 19 years old. I was cold. I was abused. I was homeless. I was addicted. I was all the things. And that was very traumatic. But when I came into recovery, into my own 12-step recovery program, I realized how important it was to really just focus on the solution. You know, the problem that had happened, been there, done that. Everybody in the room had gone through some kind of significant traumatic instances in their lives. And, and we're here now and we're working on ourselves. So let's keep it moving. That's really what I felt. And it wasn't until I was five years sober, I started really doing the work on this solution and really, really pushed down so much of that trauma that had happened to me as a young adult. And that was living inside of me. So by no means do I think, oh, you're going to hear this today or you're going to watch this today. And all of a sudden, poof, you understand what the heck I'm talking about. It took me a quick minute. I also went down a rabbit hole of Lost Connections, which is a book by Johan Hari, which I highly recommend as well. Um, also another author that has covered addiction has interviewed the best of the best doctors, psychiatrists, therapists, psychologists. So these aren't like just two gurus that have kind of come up with their own thoughts about trauma or depression or addiction. These people have really put in the work. Let's just leave it at that. They've put in the work. So now when I'm asked to speak about balance to burnout or healing the healer, which is the next event that I'm so honored to talk about with a group of therapists and, a, and more, more than just therapists, a lot of people that are working just in the industry of healing, but predominantly therapists, my fave group of people talking about how important it is to heal ourselves and to heal continuously throughout our lives and be open and to learn. So we can call it burnout. We could call it stress. We could call it trauma. We can call it whatever we want. If it's living inside of us, we got to get it to go. Right. So my first, my own personal uh, um, adventure, let's call it with that 
was just writing the book. But since then, uh, through massage therapy, through um, biosound, through sound healing, through meditation, through so many different things, I have through meditation, especially like quiet meditation, I have really, really gotten in touch with a lot of the trauma that I had ensued as a young adult. So I'm taking a breath. (sighs) Trauma's living in a lot of people today. Not only do I get to witness that when I go out and do speaking events, but I get to see it, listen to it, watch it. And I am concerned, of course, I'm concerned. I'm concerned that it took me that long to understand that this trauma was living inside of me and that I needed to take an action. So I do not make the same mistakes that I have made in my own personal life because of unresolved trauma. I'm thinking about all of the people that have suffered through traumas. I like to call them little baby traumas being thrown at us. And there no baby trauma like a global pandemic. And that was a big thing that I started to understand that people really want to talk about what happened to them in the pandemic because it is different for everybody. I spent all last week speaking to people that worked with the seniors and who was impacted more than our seniors. Like, remember all those visuals that we had in the media of people in these assisted living facilities that could not see their families that were dying because they got COVID and that it was spreading and the contagion and all of the stress that was put on the employees and them having to show up regardless. Look at our first responders that had to continuously show up. Look at my own damn husband, UPS man. He never got a day off. So, so many industries were, well, dissolved. So many industries had to reinvent themselves from the healthcare industry when we moved to telehealth Not that telehealth didn't exist before, but we got real comfortable on telehealth, didn't we? Um, I started podcasting back in 2018, but you saw a big shift in people that were doing podcasts because we could do it virtually. We could do it with equipment that we buy from Amazon. So a lot of things have changed and I am really, really just hyper-focused on all of the trauma that continuously happens that we hold inside of our bodies. And then we implode. We implode or we binge eat or we act out sexually. We act out with gambling. We act out in so many different ways. So if any of you are watching, you get to see Charlie Brown's tail walking through right now as he lays down behind me. I I don't know what I would have done without my beautiful dog during the pandemic. I think a lot of people want to talk about what it was like. And I think that that's a great form of releasing some of the trauma that's lived inside of them. Because, you know, now here we are, it's 2023, you know, it's February, it's new year, people are going to live events. And they're still traumatized from what happened. 
because it's like, oh, now we're back and now we're just supposed to show up. Everything's supposed to go back to normal. Well, hell to the Nizzo. Lizzo. Love Lizzo. Sidebar. So I've had a lot of conversations lately and I've had a lot of people breaking down to me lately in the workplace. Lots of them. Lots of them. Lots of stress. Lots of I'm exhausted. And so the number one thing that we identify burnout with is exhaustion. Imagine how exhausted our healers are, our our therapists are. So I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to speak to them about the importance of not just that buzzword self-care. And I don't care that people call it self-care. I don't have a problem with buzzwords as long as we're have as long as we all have an opportunity to talk about mental health. You can call it whatever you want. You could throw in another hashtag, a hashtag a month. So we can continue to have this conversation that's so important. But if we don't start dealing with it in the workplace a little bit more, ooh, girl, it's a problem. There's too much stress. There's not enough support. There are people that have to deal with other employees that are just mean and The boss might not want to do anything about it because they are the ones bringing in all the money. They're high performers, but they're toxic. There's a lot of toxicity in the workplace. The Sunday blues I heard a lot about, you know, that by the time Sunday comes around, it's just, I don't even want to go. I don't want to go to work. So That's why there's such a huge shift in the workplace with employees. People are truly reevaluating what's important to them, where they're living. I heard a ton of people talk about that they had relocated, one from New Jersey, one from Alabama, you know, one decided that they just didn't want to be in the industry they were in anymore because it was too stressful. So a lot of people spend a lot of time reflecting. I sure did as well. And now I am hyper-focused on this mental health in the workplace because where do we spend most of our time at the work? Fortunately or unfortunately. So you can call it whatever you want. You could call it burnout. You could call it trauma. You could call it stress, but there's a reason why there's so many autoimmune diseases out there today. There's a reason why there's so many more prescriptions being given given for depression and anxiety and ADHD and OCD and, and all the things. But I don't think that there's enough education out there about that very specific word trauma because I've been in the medical industry for over 20 years. This is not something that's being talked about that much, you know? And then when I hear some people share about really, really traumatic things that have happened to them, they talk about it like, like it's nothing. Like, you know, you just have to get on with your life. You just have to move on. Actually, no. (laughs) You really actually need to heal from it. And I didn't know it either. I was healing throughout my whole recovery journey, changing my life, not drinking, not doing drugs, working out my depression. But, you know, 
depression stems a lot from the trauma that I went through. And today it makes so much sense, right? Like, why was I depressed? Well, let me count the ways, but never really dealing with it because, you know, we're all told as I was told, there are people much worse off than you, that whole comparison thing. You no need to cry about that. Look at look at where you are. Look at where you live. Look at how you look. Look at uh, the job that you have. You know, there's always these comparisons to why we shouldn't actually feel anything. And I just am witnessing a lot of people combusting right now. And I am glad that I have an opportunity to share, that I have this platform that I can share about um, some of the resources that I use that might be a little unconventional. Like I love nothing more than prescribing a podcast. I can, cause I'm not a doctor. I can prescribe whatever the heck I want. There's no clinical, uh, facts behind it. There's no data, there's no research, but there's a ton of data and a ton of research being done out there about all the false, uh, stories that we've been told a story told to me uh, about my own chemical imbalance that was told to me when I was 21 years old. That's why I needed antidepressants. Well, I mean, if you're just thinking common sense, right? Like I haven't had any, I haven't had any um, medication for depression since I was 21 years old. So do I really have a chemical imbalance in my body? I don't think so. I think I was traumatized. And of course I was sad because all of that was living inside of me and it needed to go somewhere. So it just kept festering and festering. So I could go on, but you know what? Don't listen to me. Listen to Dr. Gabor Mate. Listen to Johan Hari. Get that book, Lost Connections. Check out John Moe's podcast, Depression Mode. Check out Mental Health in the Workplace or, or it's called Mental Health at Work. Check out Gabor Mate's book, The Myth of Normal. You know, there are a ton of resources, but you have to be willing, you have to be open to it. You know, I remember the first time somebody came at me and talked to me about medication. I felt very challenged, like, no, that saved my life. And yes, I still do believe if I was not offered that prescription, would I have recovered as quickly? I believe that I needed that 20 milligrams of Prozac for six months, but I haven't taken anything since. And I was actively trying to kill myself. So not a lot of people talk to me about trauma. And I'm not saying that's anybody's fault. I'm just really feeling much better about the conversation today. Let's get to the root cause of things. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, nor do I want to be. They're all very busy right now. (laughs) But we really need to be suited with the right people. These employee assistance programs at work are very beneficial, but that is not the end all of what we need to do in the workplace to make people feel safe, to make people feel okay, to not be okay. And I really do. I mean, I say it all the time, like, I don't expect you to do what I do and talk about how 
bad it was and be as vulnerable as I am. But when you are a leader in the company at this stage, what have you got to lose? I mean, if you can't be vulnerable in front of your staff after going through a global pandemic, like nobody was scathed and and wasn't affected. Everybody felt something. Everybody had to go through some shift in their life and not acknowledging it and pretending like everything's okay isn't helping anybody actually. So, so I appreciate you being here today. I, I look forward to all of the different conversations we're having throughout this month and next month, next month being um, a time for us at ladies to celebrate with international women's day coming up. I hope that more women start speaking up and there's more female resources because I've only so far listed a few men and not to say that there's not a lot of women, but where did my Brene Brown go with her podcast? I mean, that was, oh, that was everything to me. Unlocking us, dare to lead. I need something new myself. So if you have any suggestions, hit me up. Let me know what you're listening to. Um, Cause I'd really love to be able to continue to recommend uh, good information that we listen to, good information that we um, we watch, good shows, good documentaries. Uh, there's so many resources out there for us to learn more about ourselves today. I will share with you before we go that I am listening to a new book called Brain Energy by Dr. Christopher Palmer, who is a Harvard professor, and he was once homeless. And he wrote a great book about a lot of the things that I have discussed today and how all of this affects our gut and how, just how many, how many doctors are really giving some information to people that are suffering through mental health disorders and just a lot of bad advice not because they want to hurt anybody. They only want to help. I do believe that to be true, but they just weren't taught. So if they weren't taught that, probably better serve to go see a specialist and refer to a specialist that really understands what the patient's going through. Because you know what? Listening is not waiting for your opportunity to talk. Listening is a skill. And I have been practicing listening for a long time. There's a lot to learn about generational trauma. There's a lot to learn about boundaries. And for myself, I really, just to share something personal with you all before we go, I've really, really been working on setting boundaries for myself and not trying to fix everything or everyone because those codependency issues that I dealt with many, many years ago can creep back into my life. And I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about regular everyday relationships, families, friends, clients, employees. You know, there's a lot of relationships that codependency affects for me. So um, I, I would like to do an episode soon with somebody who specializes in that. Wouldn't it be great if I could get like Marion Williamson or Melody Beatty? Is anybody watching? I mean, uh, reading The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. Beatty, Beatty, I'm not sure how to say it. She wrote the book Codependent No More. 
And I read that 20 plus years ago and, and my therapist recommended that I read it again last year. And I did some of it. I listened to it. I don't, I don't read anything. I listen to everything. I'm an audible girl living in an audible world. All right. So that's enough out of me today. I'm very grateful that you're here. I'm very grateful that you tune in and that you're willing to maybe say, Hey, you know what? Maybe all the things that I thought were set in stone aren't actually not set in stone. Maybe I'll be open to learning something new about myself or maybe I'll consider checking out one of these podcasts that Sharon's recommending because I promise you, they they freaking changed my life. Just three years ago, I was... um, I was living through my my trauma all over again, all by myself at first. And then I started sharing about it. So your trauma doesn't have to be so big. Think of it as a little baby trauma. But if it affects you, and if it makes you sad, and if it makes you act out, it's worth looking into. So In the words of Dr. Gabor Mate again, trauma is not what happens to us. It is what happens inside of us. And with that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and come back next Wednesday to hear me talk to somebody else. So it's not just me, but one time a month, I'm going to check in here and just share some of my own personal views. Thanks for joining me.